All right. Hey, everybody. It's us again. It's the Dirty Stayouts. We're here for you. We're always here for you. And especially tonight on this cold winter night, warming up your hot tacos. Burr. Burr between our segments. Hey, everybody. Let me introduce myself. Let me clear my throat. Uh, oh, wait, no. I also want to say Happy New Year or Happy New Year. What's the difference? <laughs> Was one of those Fat Albert? Oh, come on, me? dude. Happy New Year. It was Bill Murray from Ghostbusters. Oh, wait, let me oh, hear it again. A, well, I guess that's me curtailing the uh, impressions for the evening. Anyway, I'm Michelle. I don't know if you already know this. Gentlemen, I want you to take over, take the mic, and let the folks know who they're dealing with. <laughs> this, this is Ryan Arnold, not, not Fat Albert, uh, or any of the Cosby kids. Great to be here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> This is slightly overweight uh, with a bit of a fave voice <laughs> to, to his timbre. Matthew Woodland here wishing you and yours a happy new year. Hey, all right. Happy new year, guys. Uh, so let's talk about our week. Who wants to start? Who wants to talk about their week? Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> want to start. I nominate Michelle. Oh, uh. Second. That's what happens. That's Second. what happens when I try to poach you guys. You just basically are like, bitch, it's you. And rightly so. All right. Well, you asked for it because I I actually have had a fucking fantastic week. My Say life is full, guys. What? Say what? My life is full. I've been filling up with good shit. It's like I'm doing the, the writing thing again. The story with Nathan Chung on the 21st. Mm-hmm. So that got that has me all a buzz because there is yeah there's nothing more I love than like the writing process and getting all nerded out by the writing process. We have a topic and it's coincidence. So everybody's gonna come up with a story involving some kind of coincidence in their life with some kind of uh, ending or detail. And so like last night I had like three different notebooks on my bed. I journal now too, so I've been writing in my journal. I was writing about this and spoiler alert. I will be coming out with a Gossip Girl podcast. Uh, just letting you know. And I already got three comedians lined up for guests. Comedi- comedians so, love Gossip Girl, from what I understand. It's insane. <laughs> it's a tr- it's a real thing, Ryan. You too. I'm trying. To, I was trying to poach you, but you weren't having any of it. You like to pretend that you don't know stuff, but you know who R- Rufus Humphrey was. I would have to rewatch it to to be able to properly give my insights. Well, guess what? It's no longer on Netflix. Oh, is it? Is they it, took it off. Oh, where is it? Unlike HBO Premium Max Peacock? I don't know. But that's like my, like, if I want something, like, if I need a little Chuck Bass, it's like, pop on my favorite episode and just watch it. But now I can't do that. So it's like, now I've had to find something else. I watch Bridgerton, which is like porn, basically, with younger people. And I'm like, oh, hey. I th- oh thanks. But uh, also, also... Don't, don't describe things you're watching as porn, but with younger people. Yeah, that is bad. Oh, my God, Ryan. <laughs> Just watching some child porn. Uh, okay. Having, having some popcorn and child porn. That's... Hey. So I'm going to rephrase 20, that statement. It's like I always say, 2020, no rules, just right. <laughs> 
And a lot of people take that as just get a little tipsy, treat yourself to another Foster's. But hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting by in a technicality. I'm rephrasing I, it by young <laughs> by young people, 21 and over is what I'm talking about, folks. 21 and over. 2021, sounds- murder is legal. Hey, what happens in a hot tub in California with Jack Nicholson stays in the hot tub. <laughs> Listen, my wife was brutally murdered. Surely I deserve a 12-year-old. Oh my god. I don't know. I thought it I thought we went there hard. <laughs> we just went there hard. Like hard. Jack, uh, but Jack I, Nicholson would thing- probably want me to mention that it's his hot tub, not he wasn't in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I always, whenever I, whenever I picture that scenario, as I often do frequently, mm-hmm. I always, for some reason, I have like Jack Nicholson just on the other side of the hot tub, just like chilling on a jet or whatever, just being, <laughs> <laughs> just making the decree. Eh, I'll allow it. I'm Jack motherfucking Nicholson. I always picture that Roman Polanski like sends Jack Nicholson Christmas cards every year and just be like, hey, Jack. Oh my God. I'm sorry. How long are you going to stay mad? I don't do a good <laughs> How, stay mad at me. Ouch. Shit. I think I'm missing something here because I know that Roman Polanski, like the younger, the younger kid, or you know, whatever you want to say it, I'm getting in trouble with my verbiage. But fill me in on Jack Nicholson. What's this Jack Nicholson? I thought that he was a, uh, I mean, he likes well, the younger women, but what no, well, this is this is what happened. I guess he was, um, you know, in the hot tub and uh, <laughs> Roman Polanski was, you know, just r- directors, you know, sometimes they, they have a lot of, they have a lot of pressure with like the studio heads. They got to get the movies out, Rosemary's Baby. What about this weird scene with all the, the creatures and stuff? And mm-hmm. like anyone else, they like to, you know, they like to get a little steam off. Us, we go for the chamomile tea. Roman Polanski, <laughs> people of those type, they prefer the 12-year-olds. You can't oh judge. You can't campaign. judge. Love is a spectrum, bro. But also, I I believe the um, the Roman Polanski movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer, that was like a little little bit of an Easter egg, a little nod. Jennifer That's Lopez. ridiculous. <laughs> oh, All right, Roman. guys. I just have a couple more mentions that I want to do for my week. The, the other thing I wanted oh to mention, talking about self-discovery, is I don't know if you guys BCL. ever thought about this. What's that? What you bestiality, say? <laughs> bestiality now. What are we oh getting my, into, Michelle? Oh, oh my gosh. Controversial. Bestiality. Getting controversial. We already get, we're already warming it up. It's already getting warmed up. Um, so I don't know. Uh, so I, I, I've i been trying to, like, do, during the work day, I listen to music. But it's, like, 80s, dance, whatever. And I notice it's very distracting for me. And I've had some problems. So I'm like, well, I want music because I want that. I want to fill it up with something. And I'm like, I haven't really listened to much instrumental stuff. I listened to a Miles Davis album. I bought one like which one? years ago. And I'm not going to date myself again by telling you how long ago it was. But I bought it. And okay. uh, that was it. So then I was like, well, maybe I'll try to listen to something different. So I started listening to this band called the, uh, they're not the Attractors. They're called Attractors. They're a reggae ska band. Never really got much into reggae or sky. I can't say that okay. I'm a huge either or. But man, that shit's my jam. It's really nice, just like mellow. I found out about it because a guy I graduated high school with is on band camp. And it's his band. And he like does all this shit with it. He like engineers, produces it. And it's really nice and relaxing. Like it's such a nice genre that I actually found that I am a little more creative when I listen to inter- instrumental stuff versus 
like music that has lyrics. Can you, what do you guys think? Do you ever find yourself in that kind of a, what's up with that? Does it jump to me? Yeah, I, I think instrumental music, I, you know, rock out to if you're reading. I find some classical music. I Sometimes classical music, it takes a while before a new genre of music doesn't all sound exactly the same to me. So I just, mm. you got to kind of fake it till you make it if you're not familiar. You know, the first time you, you start into classical music, you feel like a fraud. Because for me, I'm just looking up. I'll hear like a piece of music in a in a movie and I'll have to look it up by that and I'll be like, oh, this is pretty good. If I hear somebody mention something in a book that, that sounds particularly fun to say, like Shostakovich, that that rolls right off the tongue. I guess I'll look that fellow up in the- Claire in... de Lune was a song that I looked up that was in a book that was instrumental. So I was like, whoa, yeah, done that too, man. I love, um, I love Claire de Lune so much that that song they used it in this movie i think it was the remake of oh what's that movie where they they purposely like kill themselves and then bring themselves back to life Ro romeo oh. and juliet <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> but anyways suffice to say this it was such a bad movie but the thing is they somehow they got the rights i mean maybe it's maybe anyone can just use clear but they just tricked me into just like 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 they had nothing was like put together and then but they just put Claire de Lune in uh -huh. the climax of the movie which was totally unearned climax none of the characters made any sense but it fucking worked just because a goddamn Claire de Lune is it's got to be one of the best songs it might be it might be the best song there is it's beautiful and that just speaks to the power of music because that's what it can do I have very emotional reactions to music sometimes like uh -huh. I've broken down if I heard something like really Roberta Flack the first time that's not an instrumental, but it's a, a beautiful song. The first, like whenever I listen to it, it brings me to tears because it's like, it resonates. It, 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 I think it would resonate with anybody. I don't know. I'm talking too much. I feel like I'm talking too much. But yeah, I'm. A, I mean, I'm a big. A lot of the the Nutcracker Suite. That'll. That is. That's a because it is. Really? It is. It. It's going delving into classical. I feel like it's such like a. It's intimidating to just to delve in. Like you need like some entry points. And for me, like I feel safe, like, all right, here's a contained, I can, the Nutcracker Ballet, like that mm -hmm. whole thing. Mm -hmm. So then I can go, I can take that and then I can do zip off and do a little Tchaikovsky over here, little this over there. I can do, I if I specialize, I can specialize in Chopin. I love a little mm -hmm. Chopin. A little, Claire de Lune, that's Debussy, I believe, right? Yes. I love, and then, so then I can take Claire de Lune and Debussy has the f a couple other songs, which are, ah, oh, heaven on earth. But it, it gets a little bit like, you can't just like, because like, if I'll just start listening to classical music with no context, it's hard to find something to cling on to. Uh, so when you say so, context, so what, do you, what exactly do you mean context? Like without some kind of a subject or some kind of a, what do you mean by context? It's kind of like, like I kind of need to know like, like for me with specifically classical music it's helpful if it's connected to like a, a movie or something like that mm -hmm. like you know i'll okay. you know like with with like it's like oh, i'll walk clockwork orange and then do a little ludwig van you know mm -hmm. oh, yeah. good soundtrack you know, bit of the old yep. and out if you will <laughs> oh sorry love just here to check the meter oh but we digress my friend. we digress I, okay so i have one last thing to bring up and i'm going to turn it over to you guys because this is bragging. Now, this is just, I'm saving this because I'm going to brag so much right now. Self-glaze. Oh, my God. 
let's do this. Shit. I realized, Lays you know, people, yourself. you have like, you have like uh, triple threats. You have people have like quadruple threats, mm-hmm. things Egots. like that. Baby, guess what? Mama is a quadruple threat. Yeah. Let me count the ways. Let me Yo count quad. the damn ways. I'm a quad. Yeah. I'm a, uh, quadru- I'm a quadruple threat. No, 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 You're- no quadruple. Octuple. No, sorry. Octuple threat. Isn't that I can't keep track of how many threats. You're, it's a, hu- just- You're a who album. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're, a quad- You're, a vi- You're severely handicapped. <laughs> Oh my God, Matt! Hey, I'm you, the, do you know? Do you remember you coming really back to handicapped not. at least once an episode? Shock jocking it up. Yeah, he is. Jo- okay, but let's. Okay, you're pumping yourself up. Mm, mm, self glaze. O- octuple self glaze. Octuple threat. Not only can I sing, not only can I dance. I'm a right. hell of a comedian. I know right. that I can cook. I know that I can knit. I know that I can. I'm starting to forget things, and now it's really bad because shit. Does knitting <laughs> count as a threat in and of itself? Craft, I'd say, maybe is a threat. You could lump that all in together. Craft. Oh, but right. Yeah, craft. All right. Did I say cook crafter. already? Okay. She she gets around. She's, she's crafty. She's crafty. <laughs> Anyways, my bragging rights because I completely screwed this up. My bragging right was the. Cl- <laughs> The climax of this was I'm essentially a hair model now. Thank you very much, folks. In the time of Corona, I have been able to score two hair modeling gigs at my salon, fully masked, take a picture of the back of my head and the side. It works. I don't get paid. I get recognition. Mama will take it because I like the spotlight. So that's what's up. Sorry. I'm feeling a little confident this week. I'm feeling a little confident this week. I was I was a hair model at uh, my barber shop a couple of years ago, and I do not know if I gave them permission because my cousin sent me this picture uh, from from inside, and she said, "Did you realize that you were on the the website of of this barber shop? It was not a terribly good barber shop, by the way." And mm-hmm. I could not, for the life of me, uh, recollect having it happen. So I assumed that that they just asked, and I said, "Sure," because who doesn't want to be a shining example of? There must be people who've gotten haircuts they don't like, and then they say, "Can I take a picture of this?" And you'd be like, "Do you really want to?" You did kind of mm-hmm. a job, but have you got? Have you ever gotten a haircut you didn't like and had to react to it? And they look at you right away, and you you don't want to crush their dreams or say like, "Oh, you're not very good at this, huh?" Like especially, and I don't, I don't want to come off as uh, sexist here, but I feel like uh, a, a guy's hair is easier to cut in that, like if you just want it short and you want, uh, if I had like a job interview or something the next day, I would go in and I would say, give me a haircut like a like a former senator. Yep. <laughs> you know, give me one of those. And if you're a barber and you screw that up, I'd say that's the bare minimum. I mean, you might as well work your way down to putting bowls on top of little kids heads in that scenario that's true that's really true i always yeah because it's there's not the yeah the beauty of me and my hair is like you're never you're not gonna the 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 discrepancy between like you're not gonna make me a knockout and you're not gonna make me a quasimodo (laughs) it's just like and when I get and I do get a like sometimes they will like the worst you can do to my hair is make me look like uh, like an infiltrate recruit just like you know fresh out of Kansas 
going into Normandy or whatever, or wherever the those people tend to go. And it's like, <laughs> but I always assume the problem is I think it's this speaks to my self-esteem is rather than than blaming them in their haircut ability, I blame, I attribute it to they exposed my ugliness. Like, ah, you got me. You fooled me. This is you. You just showed how my head actually looks. And that's the truth of the matter. So that's usually where I default to. But hey, that's why they that's why they call them hats, baby. <laughs> you know, I have to mention this. I feel like I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. I'm sitting right. in the chair. This is the first of the two appointments I've had. And the lady, I, she cuts my she talks the plan out with me what she's going to do. Cause it is complicated. You're right. Guys' hair might be a little easier than a lady's hair. I've I got I need layers. I'm a curly girl. I got thick curly hair. And then she asks me, "Do you want a glaze?" I kid you not. She asked me if I wanted to be glazed, and of course. So, are you sure you weren't in an Asian massage parlor, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> because I can re because I can recollect the events of that day. I can safely say I was at Salon Hurtis in Northampton on Main Street. I can say that. Sorry. I know that you were hoping for, I know that you were hoping for a more exciting story involving happy endings, et cetera, et cetera. But that didn't happen there. Oh, no, I was just, I was, I was just concerned that you, maybe you just went to the wrong establishment and you just, you, um, <laughs> you just were in, <laughs> all right. I have no, honestly, that whole time I was trying to think of that, uh, the, the football owner that went to that. I was trying to double it up with one more reference, but. Bob Kraft. Nope. Bob Kraft. I, I or I could have said, I could have said Joe Paterno and really called it back to your your original delight. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh. Yep. I got gotcha. about it. That's pretty clever. Cool. So, talk. All right, guys. Somebody, I, I want somebody else to talk about their week now. Let's do talk this. Talk about your week. Talk Locker about, room. Talk about your week. Talk to me. I was just the other day looking at my emails and thinking for the very first time. Are there people that delete the emails they don't need or want as they come in? Because I look and I it says here's 150 of your emails of like 3000 of this address I've only had for like maybe a year or two. And I think like it didn't even occur to me that I would organize them and deal with them and then say goodbye to them. Because even though I don't want to open this right now because it's completely irrelevant to my life, who knows what tomorrow's gonna bring yeah that's exactly it there's always something to think about you always have to be like a step ahead i don't know i think this is my anxiety talking this is my hyper awareness talking but yeah i get hey, you honestly guys. i get you guys i honestly I don't think i've ever not i've not only have i never deleted an email i'm not so sure if i've ever opened an email <laughs> i have i used to have this joke it's, it went a little something and it went a little something like this. He's like, you know, all the kids are busy Facebook and how quick are your Instagrams? Me, I'm old school. You know what I'm doing? Social media, Gmail, baby. I'm yeah. doing great. 10,000 unread messages. That was a punchline <laughs> to my joke. You guys, I thought that was the big number. That's crazy. That's lowball, baby. <laughs> I probably have 90,000 unread messages right now. It's just sitting there. 
It's honestly, I, I wonder if like all the anxiety, stress and depression in my life is just the knowledge of just all that dead weight of emails. I wonder how I would feel if I deleted all those emails. I'm going to speak to that. And I'm going to say it could quite possibly be because also I let my mail sit out in my mailbox for at least two weeks before I even think about stepping out to get it because it's the anxiety of like, what if I get something in the mail that I don't want to see? Or what if I get hit by a car because my mailbox is like right on the lip of Route 9 and people drive like maniacs. I live like, I live on a freaking almost like not a hairpin turn, but it's a sharp turn. Nobody can see you. It's like, yeah, it's like Michelle, who designed that road next to your house? Dr. Seuss? Whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Well, maybe. Hey, Michelle, who designed that road next to your house? MC Asher? That is it's more every, likely. It's all every witch away. Every witch away. Some pods are getting erased. They're being replicated. All right. Who's Alrighty. next? Who's I'll, next? I'll talk about my week. And I know last week I said that the following week I was going to bestow everyone the story of the Christmas <laughs> that I hired a sensual worker to perform the crime of prostitution. And I would be her accomplice. Oh, get the get the kid. Bring Let's the kids. Let's do in. this. Gather around the but, gather um, the pod and yeah. bring the kids in. We got a story for you. Let's hear this. But I'm not gonna tell that story this week. Oh. Why? <laughs> Everybody this was week, waiting for it. This week I'm gonna tell the story of on um. All right, so New Year's Eve, um, I lit off, uh, I hung out with a couple ruffians, and I actually did this maneuver. Oh boy. Lit off some illegal fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. And um, so next week I will tell the story. Okay. Of the time that <laughs> I solicited... <laughs> <laughs> I solicited the acquiesce of a wonderful lady oh who has God. the job description known as sex worker to perform the It Takes Two to Tango criminal act, at least in this city. I don't know if it's a felony or a misdemeanor of the crime in the statutes known as prostitution. Oh my God. And um, it was on Christmas. But I'll tell you this, lighting off a firework, I honestly don't know if I've done that since I've been like an actual, like the age that you're supposed to like, like literally just like, all right, we have like penthouse magazines, we have fireworks. And then we have, let's smoke some of these cigarettes over here. Like a real stand by me scenario. Mm -hmm. Songs, Man. the dead body. Spoiler well, good. alert. That's good. Um, no, no, but um, it, it's such a different, because I enjoy fireworks. And for me, like fireworks has always been such a remove, just like this romantic, spectacular, just like, oh, just like take it in, grand finale. But lighting off your own fireworks and having that just like, I have, 
I have like the fear of like a dog hiding under a coffee table in a lightning storm. I had not anticipated the amount of terror I would feel just like from the loudness of the boom. It's like, I can't even like, I couldn't appreciate like the majesty of like the colors and this and that because it was such a sheer adrenaline thing. So it's like, I just recognize like the fireworks are a very different experience based on the different contexts. And then I was also thinking like, oh my God, what if a policeman shows up? And mm-hmm. then I was thinking like, would I, cause I have a bat in the back of my car. It's like, is this <laughs> night? I don't know. I can't be trusted if a policeman shows up and I have this much adrenaline surging through my body. And I'm remembering that time that I hired a lady's services <laughs> to perform the crime of prostitution in Holy Union on the most holiest of days. And I'm talking myrrh and frankincense. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like tell I literally had story, that- man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it. <laughs> All right, but um, so then, a lot of emails um, about that story. <laughs> well, I haven't read them. <laughs> oh, call back. And also, Michelle is uh, something about children and this and that. Okay, but anyway, so. <laughs> oh God! Stop. <laughs> All now, right, you guys. I'm for the, the record, for this episode. <laughs> For the record, Michelle knits, and knitting does not go with um, uh, uh, pedophilia, as everyone knows. But you guys, I did want to talk about this. Okay. I was ha- so um, I was so I I was worried because like I had so much adrenaline and like you know that what's that what movie is that scene where he fantasizes about stealing the cop's gun? Is that Boogie Nights or is that what is that? talking about he's like he's like in the i think that's boogie nights and he's like in the don't oh no you know what that is that's rec room for a dream ah. <laughs> oh my, but there are so many but i've seen other movies where that happens like horrible yeah, think, bosses literally like i think it happens in things. yeah it probably happens in go it probably literally happens in uh one at least oh. once a movie and i'm Holy looking crap. at you it's a wonderful life deleted things we're gonna steal this cop's gun. Is that good? <laughs> that was pretty good. I sure, I sure I'm sick of this. <laughs> the rope. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart sounds like he could be Marvel's dad. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Jimmy Stewart is the inspiration for uh, any anything I've attempted in the uh, creative arts. A lot of people um, threw themselves off a bridge after watching him almost do it in that movie. Really? Yeah, it caused a lot of suicides. And <gasps> uh... that's how the Ryan! Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Are you lying again? Hey, I mean, I... it might it might have. I don't know. Oh, oh, Michelle, do you know what goes into that? That like my heart I, was breaking for I, like. I only did that to make oh. you appreciate uh, life more. I'm I like, do I, now, I, Jesus. I, I'm like the I'm like the jigsaw. <laughs> yes, you are, Ryan. You are your <laughs> I wanna play a game. I don't know how to do that guy's voice. Michelle, <laughs> that bridge. <laughs> That's why they invented the Golden Gate Bridge. Yep. It was an homage <laughs> to jumping oh. off of bridges. People yeah, don't, right. Not an, people true. don't jump <laughs> off bridges the way that they used to. It was a really old timey way of they didn't have all the pills we have nowadays. Now it's so there's like an old timey way to jump off a bridge. Yeah, because people. Don't I don't want to really talk about this. Do it anymore. Yeah, there was, 
There was a romance. There was a drama to it. Now it's just like, man, let me take a few out of him. Let yeah. me take a few. <laughs> okay. Come on, you and me, Mabel. We'll take our own lives and jitterbug all the way down. <laughs> so there's romance in doing it drug free and jumping yeah. off the bridge. But when you really ruin the moment is when you start taking drugs to help you get over the fear. You really on, want baby. to experience it. Okay. You, know, you want to swish it around in your mouth like a fine wine. Understood. Come on, baby, let's take the Buick up to Inspiration Point and leap off <laughs> to <laughs> arm in arm. <laughs> Footloose and fancy free. Let's trip the light fantastic, by which I mean <laughs> suicide <Ugh>. pact. <laughs> suicide wolf pack. Woo! This is the second time suicides come up in the podcast, too. It's well, like, you know, comedian. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I love yeah. that. It's, it's the concept of suicide is so intriguing. It's just like it's so it's so like per, it's such a permanent thing to do. <laughs> it's such a crazy overreaction in almost every. It's <laughs> like for whatever's going on to your life, and then answer it with suicide. It's hilariously like over the top. <laughs> ah, it cracks me up. It is sad though when people in your life commit suicide. It is like, oh Jesus Christ! It's a whole to do. I imagine oh, it's yeah. pretty devastating. It does. It's so dead. It's such a yeah. I recently ran into a former classmate of mine, like somebody I hadn't seen since uh, like seventh, seventh or eighth grade, and I couldn't remember anything about him other than he had uh, walked in front of a, a truck when we were in like seventh grade, and. Wow. Nobody knows what to say in that situation because he wasn't a friend. He was a, a, a acquaintance. And I I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, I remember you. And then I, I struggled to think of anything else about it. I'd be like, you still wear those shoes or right. <laughs> something I could replace rather than saying, hey, you still uh, uh, are you still just hoping to shuffle off this mortal coil? <laughs> I, I actually had uh somebody basically freak out on me and tell me that they were just gonna straight kill themselves and they took off and they left all their belongings behind so that way I would believe it. And so I was like, whoa shit, what the hell do I do now? Cause they're not here. And I had to call their mom. They were like, call the cops. So I had to call the cops. It was really weird. It was a weird day. If yeah, I would definitely be that's such a fun, that's such a fun, um, just like, uh, manipulation tactic is just to threaten suicide. <laughs> it's just like, you better listen, you have to love me the way I love you or else I'm going to commit suicide. So make the decision to love me. <laughs> one, one thing I'll say be is that it, it really, uh, if you want something to kick in your survival drive nothing nothing will do it like uh like a quick quick shuffle off you might realize uh part of the way through that my strongest impulse is to do the opposite of what i'm in the middle of doing right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh, it might stick with you enough to be like oh well you know that's off the bucket list uh it's not it's off the table so i guess i'm just gonna have to deal with my problems like a grown-up through escapism that's right that's what we do pick your point kicking the bucket is off the bucket list 
say, listen, guys, while I, while I don't plan on picoing how I die, I do plan on picoing our topic. Wow. Segway. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's, I'm telling you, I got, it's like Lizzo says. I'm, I'm like Chardonnay. I get better over time. All right. Hang on. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't drink. As the old adage goes. It does seem like if you leave Chardonnay out, it gets worse. The opposite of like a nice red. Correct. And like you can't say champagne because champagne just gets nasty if you leave it out. You have it fresh. All right. Who's. Oh, I think I saw your. Do you want to. Nope. Nope. Don't. Don't mention it. Hey, you there. (laughs) Seamless. (laughs) Hey. All right. Who's ready? Oh, my God. Who's ready to tell about their best car crash? Oh, oh yeah, best car crash. Yep. Who's got one on deck? I got, I got one. I'll go first or second. I got, third. I got. A, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to decide what my bestest one is. So Ryan, yeah, I think Ryan, Ryan Dog, this is you, my dad. Okay, so I am 18 years old and I am driving a Chrysler minivan mm-hmm. towards a railroad crossing, and there is no train coming until I get about 20 feet away. And that's the first time that I hear that ding, 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 ding. And I say, oh shit. I don't know if I said it out loud, but I press on the brakes as you do in that situation. And it went straight to the floor without any tension. And the car just kept going, right? Uh, So as I realized that I'm about to hit uh, the train. Now, fortunately, the train comes first so that I'm about to hit the side of it as opposed to going through the tracks and being hit in the side, which I don't think you would survive. So mm-hmm. I'm going towards it. It is going full speed, and I instinctively turn the steering wheel along with the way that the train is going. It spins the van a bunch of times, it decimates the entire front of the car and uh, I walk away and everybody is mad (laughs) when the dust clears because you have to stop the train and there's pieces of car everywhere. And I had a a fireman bring me home and (laughs) he was mad at me. (laughs) I, I went to the hospital and they gave me a neck brace and a bottle of pills and I, I went out to the, uh, to the bar that night with like uh, like looking like weekend at Bernie's like having a, yeah. a, a neck brace mm-hmm. and like sunglasses on and really using my bottle of pills as if it were a prop and that's cool I was in the uh, front page of the newspaper and the local like Springfield affiliate news came and uh, pretty pretty fun time and there's still a picture of that wreck up in the uh, Decker's auto body, uh, hall of shame. That's so Where, cool. I want to see that. Where's that? That's in, uh, that's in great Barrington, Massachusetts. Ooh, I still have, I, I bought a few copies of that paper as you can, as you can imagine. I was, uh, every question I would try to promote the band that I was in at the time, instead of answering questions about the, the oh, crash and yes. the CBS affiliate, I sent them a press kit and they played, uh, played the CD underneath the uh, news article. And when it, when it, oh the, when, God, the, so cool. when the story came out, my, uh, my family 
I'll I'll put it on, and I was like, "Woo, I'm I'm alive." One thing That's I'll like take away from that is that you don't realize that when all the airbags in a car engage, they just spit dust all over the place so that you are completely blinded. I don't know if they're designed that way so that you don't have to see the carnage going on outside, but... <laughs> don't pay any attention to that train carnage outside of the car. I don't know, because maybe there was... I don't know. I was trying to do a Wizard of Oz thing. My mistake. <laughs> I can't retract that statement. Stenographer, strike it from the record. Yo, that is cool. That's almost like... That's like a... That's, a, that's like a... Like a like the like a like an airheads two type of thing just like using like some kind of like a crime like that as like a means if that was like all premeditated get into a a, a train v car crash survive <laughs> put the band out there like that definitely sounds just like uh just like a boozed up like like young band like strategy for success you said airheads two as in the movie airheads one correct i just want to make sure i'm understanding yeah. the uh, reference okay i think got so it. yeah I, 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 I don't yeah i think i had i think i had some of my facts right mm, yeah that is a cool sure. story dude that's yeah so we're yeah we're definitely taking a trip down anticlimactic city from that that is definitely that's the lead my friend mine's not as exciting that cool. as that that's crazy i can't imagine being in that like just with it whipping around like that that is weird. Yeah, the dust thing. You're just myself. like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like an insult to injury. It's like, you dumb fucking idiot. Now here's a bunch of dust. <laughs> <laughs> Kick you while you're down. I'm going to tar and feather you. I know you just had a survived a car crash, but you need to be punished instantly. My yeah, best that white suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what am I in? What am I in? Boys to men over here? Thank you. <laughs> well, interesting. I'm not. You're not boys to men. I'm not in boys to men. Not anymore. Airbags. Right, that's right. <laughs> Rejecting their wardrobe. All right, well, I guess I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about... I, I have a crash story. It's not as, like, heroic... I don't know call Ryan. Ryan's has a tone of, like... What's the word I'm looking... There's almost... I don't want to say dignity. I think dignity is kind of a weird word to use, but I'll tell you my story, and you'll kind of figure out what I'm saying. I was an idiot, basically. So I would drive my brother and I to, my brother and I lived in Orange and we would drive to uh, community college in Gardner, gorgeous Gardner, Massachusetts, Mount Wachusett Community College. And I was the only one with a driver's license. So I had to take my mom's Oldsmobile and we drive from Orange to Gardner to get to school. And I w was a bad driver. I'm a better driver. I drive a stick shift. So now I drive a stick shift. I feel like I've got enough in my car to keep me focused. So that way I can't fuck up because I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Like I'm busy. I'm a busy girl in the car. Well, when I'm in an automatic, I'm like messing with the radio. So my brother was in the car. I was messing with the CD player. I was listening to the Lemonheads. I'm like, no, Michael, I gotta listen to this song. And I'm like, fudging with the CD player and all of a sudden out of nowhere this truck comes off to the side down this dirt road and my first thought of being a 19 year old moron was speed up hurry up and beat the truck because you want to make sure that it doesn't get in front of you because I didn't want to make us late for school by having this letter he ended up hitting me on my brother's side and uh the vehicle was totaled and my mom actually had to be brought to the salvage yard to look at the car to see exactly how it looked. Identify and the, the body. 
that door. <laughs> oh she no! Just, her head just turns away and just fall, <laughs> falls falls into her lover's meant. lapel, <laughs> and she just like, and then she just nods. Do you know what she <laughs> she fell to her knees? She fell to her yeah. She fell to her knees, screaming and crying like, "My babies, my babies <laughs> were in that car." And it was like, Mom, they massacred was... my car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing Godfather. I'm so sorry. No. It's, Come on. I, it's... It was a good what? for it. Jeff yeah. Galuli really tuned up that fucking <laughs> Honda. I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's my story. And then my mom got a new car and she let me take it to work. And I ended up crashing that into the inside of the grocery store parking lot. You know how the, they have the in and out signs that are on poles and they light up? I hit the end sign and I knocked it over, but I was like, shit, maybe nobody saw it. And so I went and parked and somebody actually took my number down, called the cops. I'm sitting in my mom's living room with my boyfriend and the cop knocks on the door and says, you know, Mrs. Canning, your vehicle has been totaled and, or your vehicle hit this. She's like, what? And she automatically looked at me and she knew it was me. That's a two for one story. What kind of a bitch ass snitch would snitch out oh a God, yeah. teenage girl over a sign? Hey man, we <laughs> gotta protect our signs in our parking lots from our children. That's, I don't like that. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Some bitch ass, but that's that's the town asshole. So everybody has to do something like that. They're all like into other people's business. So that's where I lay the blame is the, the area that I was in. But that's hey, it's like, are... what was that snitch? One half of the membership of Ace of Base? <laughs> what? Cool. Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit of you? Why don't you tell us your crash story? <laughs> tell us about how you crashed, Matt. Yo, can we just acknowledge I've, I've, I've hands down had the worst chimes <laughs> that don't lead anywhere today. My chime, they've just been like, everything I've chimed in with has just been a complete conversation derailment, much like Ryan's crash. I think now Ryan and I are secretly going to plan to like stay quiet after every single thing you say now for the rest of the podcast, just to get in your head a little bit. About oh, it. that would be so mean. And also <laughs> it wouldn't help us. It wouldn't help us. You're right, Ryan. It it's just help. evil. There's it no wouldn't help. help. It There's wouldn't no help. help. You're right. No. Get to, get, <laughs> in, to get in my head, what am I, a very popular The Cranberry song? <laughs> right. And the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> okay guys we've had a lot of fun but let's get into let's get into the, let's get down to brass tacks crash it up bandicoot crash it yeah, up nice. <laughs> wait we're talking about crashes <laughs> what are we uh highly um contentious uh pick for academy award-winning movie <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey matt crash into me hey matthews <laughs> Aww. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you too, you guys. Um, what, All right. what, what is this? Um, okay. Yuck it up. Yuck it up, Woodland. Tell us. All right. So, so back in the day, we're talking circa early 2000s. Mm -hmm. I was gainfully employed by the uh, delivery uh, company DHL. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. finally, finally, we have an answer to all our. Uh, 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 FedEx slash UPS needs. It's like we don't want to go with big, big parcel. We want to go with the uh, young up whippersnapper, up and coming DHL deliveries. 
and you know they had the, the grossest veins in the world it's like what is it like orange and like the worst it's like grossest yellow right it was just literally the worst color scheme in the world it just looked like it looked like just like scrambled eggs mushed together with like ketchup and maybe a, a couple of hash browns or whatever anyways just to paint a picture um so here i am i'm delivering this and mind you like the only car i've ever driven at this point has been an 88 toyota hatchback so i'm just like i i know how to like handle a tiny little baby car i don't have to worry about like what it where's the trees where's the poles because pretty much it's so small that i believe it it's impossible to like collide with any other object it's just that hmm. small um so anyway so i'm driving this dhl van and at this point and i have to set up the the a bit of preamble is i had already fender bended about three other dhl vans at this point to the point but i i tried to i got away with all of them so far because for some reason they give you a different van every time so i, I don't know what's going on with that but they so they give me these vans and i'm constantly crashing them into whatever's behind me because it is working with like the mirror situation where i'm like okay how far is that um is that uh is that pine tree over here or is it way back there and it was always right there and i crash into it every time and to the point where i was in like small town i don't know i want to say i was in otis and i went to the local hardware store mm -hmm. and i bought a little mallet and that mallet <laughs> i factored into my schedule my delivery schedule before i returned the van to the shop i'm gonna go park somewhere and bang out all these dents <laughs> And it was working until the time they gave me this, I don't know, they, they gave me this van and it had not only, it had New York plates on it for no particular reason. Meanwhile, I'm just like delivering in Massachusetts. And then I discovered going down a hill that these tires are bald as um, uh, Matt Pinfield, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> bald as uh, uh, no, I'm gonna stick with uh, bald as Dave Holmes. If Dave Holmes shaved all his hair, okay, that bald as Jesse Camp. No, none of this works. That's polar opposite. So I got a good Jesse Camp story. Remind me later. Okay, put a, put a pin in that. <laughs> Jesse Camp. Save it for the camp. <laughs> Save it for the camping with friends pod. <laughs> Remember nine, 1998. Where were you? Um, love it. So anyways, there I am. I'm driving down this hill and then this, this van, she starts, oh my God, just zipping and zapping, literally driving. It's like, what is this? A slalom race? This, this pig, this, uh, pig, this van was just slurping all over the road. There was snow, there was ice. And I just hurtled off the road right into, you guessed it, a pine tree. And oh a branch has zipped right through the, the windshield and it went right through the passenger. It's one of those classic scenarios like, oh my God, if I had that trainer that was like constantly really annoyed at me because I kept crashing the, the precious vans into um, all sorts of different evergreen type of trees. If he was there today, he would have been a dead person. And I would ha lead a life of having to like, you know, just sort of, just, just having that way on my conscience, like I didn't mean to kill this guy, but it's gotta be hard to navigate life when you know you killed a guy because you couldn't drive a van properly. Um, so anyway, so this van is all smushed up, this and that. And this is, this is slightly either it was before cell phones or 
before I had the monetary status to own a cell phone. So it was something in there. So I suffice to say, I didn't have a cell phone. I did have a disc mint, but that wasn't helping me in this situation. So then I, so I was in this situation where you pretty much, I'm in like backwoods Berkshire somewhere. So I'm wandering for quite a while to find a house where it's just that, that cold, like knock on the door, <laughs> asking somebody if you can use their phone, which seems crazy at this point. Like, what am I, a Girl Scout? Um, <laughs> so I like knock on the, I'm knocking the door. And then I just remembered, like, I was thinking like, oh, this would be a, like, I had this like thing I wanted to say in this particular situation. And I thought it was so cool. So I called up like my boss from DHL and then he answered the phone. And the one and only thing I said to him was, it's over Johnny Cakes <laughs> from the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even fit. It doesn't even fit. It doesn't make any sense. But I thought it would be so cool. <laughs> and I guess it all pays off because that's the punchline to this, you know, pretty anticlimactic story. <laughs> that I didn't really have any of the beats worked out and I had a bunch of extra information. But that's my crash story, guys. DHL, baby. I'm pretty fond of you en ending that story with the Sopranos quote because I. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a good one. That's Thank a good you. like wrap. That's a good wraparound. It yeah. is. Use it I just, right. I knew because it's like it doesn't really fit the like, the exact scenario. It's like what do I mean? It's like I mean I knew that um, my days were numbered. I was not going to be working at DHL. This car was totally dead. Like. Cause you know, I was trying to like clean, I was trying to hang on, but like, you know, keep all these plates spinning, just banging out these uh, freaking dents all the live long day somewhere in Sheffield. But it's like, you know what? <sighs> Sometimes it's just nice to come clean. Like it's over. It's you know over it's Johnny called? Cakes. It's called finesse. It's called yeah. finesse. So you were just finessing the situation. Ain't, no, ain't no fault there. You know, that's what, that's finesse the damn situation. That's what you did. And who has the last lap? DHL? I I don't. They're not. They're not Doesn't still sound in like existence, it. are they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they might exist, but I don't think they're laughing. I I think they probably miss your company and your gumption. Can I just say though, out of all the like parcel delivery services, every color scheme is gross. DHL just mm -hmm. mushed up eggs. Uh, but UPS, I, I we don't even need to go there. We know what we know what that color looks like. The Earth. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes, yes. Home yes. to us all. <laughs> uh, planet Earth. FedEx has got. I kind of like the purple and orange. Yeah, they they did all right. They did all right. Like it's they not, picked for a me, clash. It's not great. It's a good yeah, clash. Mm -hmm. Right. Set against the nice like white background, just a little bit of color splash right there, the purple and the orange. And then it's a what's, simple logo. What's what's Mayflower? Is that like a yellow and green? Yes. That's also that's a good clash. You know, you, you they're yeah. hard to see right up next to each other, and so they they like poke the eye and draw it in at the same time. Is that what they do? I'm no graphic what? designer, but I just remember I look at Mostly company emblems in like colors. Like I've never been like, I've never seen anything that's like, oh, wow, this is cool. But maybe that's not the point. Maybe they're trying, maybe they're just trying to like trick my head into utilizing their service. And I utilize their service. So now who's having the last laugh? It was them after all. Well, if they try to design it too good, anything that one person loves, another person's going to be like, oh, I don't like that. You know, so there it's, it's a, uh, uh, you know, by committee, probably where they ask a million people, they're like, "Oh, what about 
what about this curve here what about this color and then just whatever the most people say that's that's what becomes what do you want a little character do you want you want a, a little a snowman a uh, a bird a, a, you know what i don't know whatever an owl right yep yeah lowest common denominator thing which like oh like um like purple next to orange i guess yeah done yeah. sold I want, a, I want a circle that looks like me you know a little eye. i have two eyes i want a circle with two eyes and a, a little a belly can i have <laughs> can i have a big humongous m made out of gold done <laughs> <laughs> I, when I eat hamburgers, I like to think of royalty. Anything you could do for me? Hi, my name's Michelle. When I eat chicken nuggets, I like little girls. Come on, Michelle. <laughs> oh, my God. And Always. it all comes back. And it all comes back to it's the like, pedophilia. <laughs> it's like porn, but with younger people. Stop. Okay. I Listen, so Michelle. Good. That's going to be our... The, no. the beauty, our tag. The beauty the, the Michelle on, is on the dirty so, stay outs. <laughs> Michelle is so incredibly innocent that to see like slowly but surely saying all those words in that order and not having it dawn on her like, oh, I see what's right around this bag. I, I oh you guys are gonna love this because now you're right for a real good damn story where that happened to me at the worst time because I am famous. I am famous for falling into this trap because Mm -hmm. I w my first job at a credit union, I was, I got a job at Lake Operation. So I was just basically um, stuffing envelopes like twice a week to mail people statements and stuff. Uh, but the president came upstairs, the president of the credit union, and my boss was there. And uh, he goes, hi, Michelle, how are you doing today? And what I intended to communicate was that I was running on all six cylinders. What came out of my mouth was, hey, Kevin, running on all fours today. And then my boss is just like. <laughs> and the Kevin goes, oh, my. That was his, like, that was his catchphrase was like, oh, my. Because Kevin actually had to deal with me a couple times because I had been sexually harassed by two members. One guy used to watch me walk out of my house. And right. then he'd wait in the teller line when I was a teller, and he'd be like, "No, I want to see her." I'm like, Ooh, "And the guy's name move, was at the move. credit union." Can you imagine? This was a different <laughs> credit union, by the way. Full disclosure: this was a different one. This is not my. This is like way, way, way like early twenties, Michelle. Like this is a different credit union now. So I just want to, for the, you know, you know, just for disclosures. But this guy's name what? was Hank, Flapper and this Michelle. is when I was, I was living in Athol. This guy's name was Hank, and he was. I don't want to say too what can I say? So he would like come up to my tell window. He's like, I saw you this morning. I saw you standing there. I saw that body, that face. And I nicknamed him Hank the pig. And I accidentally called him Hank the pig. I'm like, listen, Hank the pig. I can't. And he's like, what? And then he got mad at me and tried to throw a fuss about it. And finally I had to talk to, I had to talk to the president. And you know what the president said? What's that? You can't help it if you're cute, Michelle, was the first thing that Whoa. came out of his mouth. But oh then he said, God. okay, I'm going to take care of it. And so he took care of it. So Hank would never, he was never allowed to come to my window again. But it wasn't the first time. Hey, there was a... Uh, President the pig. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so that's what that uh, Black Mirror episode was based on. <laughs> oh, God. The yeah. most 
forest references man you guys there's some weird thing i gotta check i have a power cord plugged into my phone but then my phone just said it was low power so i just gotta check something is this gonna ruin it is there a way that i could ruin everything by futzing with my phone ryan oh, sure if you if you believe yeah <laughs> if you really close your eyes and try hard enough um in the interim you can ruin everything if you try <laughs> i mean what is what is an intermission if not without music okay right. what are we doing are Who we are about we? to have a live mm. it's hot see this is why i don't think it would work on videos because i don't like looking at me play the kazoo it feels there's something obscene, obscene about it. What you do is you use two hands and you use your hands to block your face. <laughs> and it also helps. We don't just sound original, we sound aboriginal. <laughs> I can't tell if that was stupid or offensive or both. <laughs> I don't think it was either. Oh, you spoil sport. Uh, all right. <laughs> Clay, it's flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee. 
Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. There are other animals that sting much worse than a bee that it would be better to emulate if you were a boxer. Hello, I'm looking at that scorpion that's trying to catch a right on that. Uh, what is it? A turtle? A frog? Yep. Bees are really vicious. I had a bee. I was a. Uh, I had a bee just like come right up and like sting me in the face this summer. I've been my first bee sting ever in my life was that bee sting, and it was wow. there was so much intention behind it, like so much intention. You know, it feels like bees only fuck with you when they feel threatened. Like I get that now. For some reason, me walking down my stairs threatened this guy. So he was just like, and I. It wasn't really like that. I wish I could explain it better, but it was just like a punch in the face. With like there's different kinds of things. Yeah, because like some bees, there's like some bees. It's like you can tell it's like a maternal instinct. They're trying to guard their baby pollen or whatever bees care about. Yeah. But then you have like a, a hornet. That's just a fucking asshole. Like that's just, a, I think they just separate them based on like what personality type you are. Like if you're mm -hmm. demure, like you mean well, you're just trying to do your best in this world, you're, you're a honeybee. Mm -hmm. If you're just like, uh, if you're if you're like, you know, like, uh, and then a showbiz bee, that's like a bumblebee. That's like a little, you know, a little shucking and jiving, a little song and dance number, a little Dick Van Dyke type of bee. But yeah, a hornet, that's just like a business tycoon, you know? That's like uh, as that that the aforementioned Gordon Gecko. That's just like an asshole. And like those stings are because of you. They're not like, well, I'm just like, hey, I'm a hornet. What do you expect? It, that's just like, fuck you, Michelle. I'm going to sting you because you're Michelle. That's the mentality of a hornet, I believe. That's exactly the mentality I felt in my face when it, right. uh, you know, loud and clear. I get you. I, and I'm not afraid of bees. I like, I like the idea of like, you know, helping the bees stay alive, not going extinct, and you know how they, what they do for our ecosystem and thing, things like that. I say that until I get, you know, but then it's funny too because people are like, save the bees. You think of all the people who are allergic to bees and they have to like carry an EpiPen because if they even get stung by a bee, the bee dies. So I'm Macaulay like, I wonder Culkin. how many. Yeah. Really? It's like, well, first. First, the robber, first these robbers like try to come into his house. And then even before that, he died from a bee sting. It's like, can this guy catch <laughs> oh, a break? Oh, shit, man. It's a movie. That's my girl. <laughs> Damn it. All right. What is wrong with me? Breaking I news. Macaulay Culkin gets stung by bees in the most ironic. Wouldn't it? Okay. Uh, I'm, pitching you a horror, <laughs> I'm pitching you a horror movie right now. And actors, all actors start to die mimicking their death scenes in movies, which I'm sure has been a movie where oh it happens to God. one person, but it happens to every actor where things start. So Macaulay Culkin uh, dies by bees and uh, uh, give me somebody else who has a good uh, 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 James Conn gets shot a bunch of times. Got that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a final destination for, but real life. And they have to all okay for actors. Okay, let's see. Um, uh, Luke, Luke was his father, or no, 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 that doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> let, let me see. Oh, James, oh. Earl, James Earl Jones could uh, could die falling into a stampede of wildebeests. That's right. Gina Davis and uh, Susan Sarandon just keep driving. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh my um, God! Why can't I think of anything? Come on, Michelle. It's all all the pressure's on you. I'm trying, All the to think of death. I'm trying to think of death. Where have I seen tragic death? Okay, Jack, Nicholson, Jack Nicholson falls oh. from a helicopter uh, with a brick uh, with a gargoyle tied to his leg. 
Do you know what I want to do? I want to give an honorable mention out to this guy because this guy, this is the reason. I want to give an honorable mention out to the guy in Scarface that gets his body parts chained off in the bathtub in front of uh, Al Pacino's character. That's a pretty shitty way to go. So that's going to be my guy. He's the obscure. Oh. I feel like those people need a little, you know, we know the big stars who suffer, but right. let's talk about, what about the little... the... Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, dies from a tornado, but but when they do the toxicology, it was actually a heroin overdose. Oh. Matthew, you asshole. How? Don't call yourself Too that. soon? Wasn't that like, wasn't that a long time ago? It's not too soon. <laughs> it's still fresh. Oh. Fresh in everyone's mind. Not too soon. Hey, guys. Speaking of Oh, actors. thank God, Michelle. Nice. Oh, I, I was... Uh, oh, you got... Wait, wait. Ryan's got... Ryan has a, has a few more in the chamber. Ryan. I was I was just about to say, oh good, are we about to are we about to do a segment? Because I I'm hot. We're about it. to do a segment. Oh baby. Oh ready? <laughs> are you guys ready to play? Are you guys ready to play? I Let's was, fucking play. Uh, Log on. <laughs> 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 <Are you> ready? <laughs> to quote Matt's favorite person, are you ready? Ah, uh, Johnny Davis. I've got for a little lady. I've got was, pretty powerful pipes. That was pretty good. Thank you, Ryan. Who's ready? One. Who's ready to play? Let's go. Let's do it. Fire Oosh. away. Oosh! We already Hit did this. Your best I gotta, shot. I gotta do a repull. I gotta do a repull. There was that was old business. I just pulled. Repull man with Emilio Estevez. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't encourage me. All right. <laughs> I, I need to be punished. That reaction you gave to my Philip Seymour Hoffman, that's what I deserve. I need to I need to get some like I need like some negative reinforcement so I'll behave. That if was just my expectation. For... Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plays with expectation. Yeah, yeah. It was and then also I, I couldn't have used put the words in like I was just like, oh that like we throw a million other words. It also didn't work because he didn't actually his character didn't actually die, I don't think. It was it was a mess, you guys. You know. Oh, if, you would, the, if you're asking for negative reinforcement and you're making a good, strong point for it, I can make sure that we give you negative reinforcement, Matt, if you like. Like, what, what kind about, of negative reinforcement? Well, Speak with clear diction, you worm. How about like that? <laughs> I, Ryan leading by example. Thank you, Ryan. That was a lovely example. And that's how we'll play it for the rest of the night, I think. All right, who's ready for this? That's my new character called Dominatrix Speech Therapist. <laughs> Excellent. You, I, I know, I'm like, the absence of characters in this episode is kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it feels, it, it, yeah, I don't know if, I don't think characters over Zoom, it's like, it, just, it seems <laughs> yeah. so, it, I don't know. If, I feel like I couldn't, I couldn't get away with it. I feel like. I feel like yeah. I'd get bounced from the Zoom room. Because that's the beauty of in real life is like these characters are so obnoxious and annoying. But it's like to get me out of the podcast, you would actually have to like strong arm me. And right wow. now, Ryan, especially with his like, you know, he's, he's got the this newfound complete and utter authority. And he rules with an iron fist Hey-o. because of his microphone and his yep. uh, ability. Like, I don't know how to get myself in and out of my own room. Ryan, just one double click of a mouse. Maybe it's a left click situation. Maybe it's a control alt delete. I don't know, but I could be out of this room in a second. So I got to be in my best behavior. Okay. None of us want to get banned here. All right. Community <laughs> standards. Lifetime ban. 
bad boy comedy gotta watch out and ryan i think you're also a little bit of a bad boy comedy but i get to come up with a different title for you okay thanks or you I can self it. you can call you can call you could something i don't know if you have something else for yourself that you already bad boys too i'll be martin lawrence and you can be uh sean Penn. <laughs> bad, boy, bad boys converge boom all right guys here we go bad, bad boys, boys to men <laughs> <laughs> okay for our performance this evening, yes. talk about theater of the mind. Whoa. What does that mean? Juggling. Act it out. So we're going to juggle. Here's how I can juggle. Here, here's what's going to happen. Are you going to really juggle? I'm going to find something to juggle. And I don't know. Yeah, I'll juggle. I don't give a fuck. I, uh, shit, what do I have to juggle? This is an audio. All right, podcast. well. You'll just hear us struggling. <laughs> All right. I'm going to juggle. All right, you guys. I've selected for me to juggle two bottles of hand sanitizer <laughs> and a uh, uh, unactivated Easy Pass monitor. Wow! All right. That's right. All right. All right. Y'all ready for this? All right. Ready. Ready for the play-by-play. Ready for the play-by-play. Theater of the mind. Here we go. I can already hear the music I'm going to put over this. <laughs> okay, nice. here comes Daddy. <laughs> and here goes Matthew. Two small bottles of hand sanitizer and an easy pass. Let's and do this. Yeah, a little, a little Claire Day loon to my juggling. <laughs> nice. I keep thinking you're about to say Claire Danes. And then... I wish <laughs> I was saying Claire Danes. The great Claire Danes. <laughs> All right. Hold on, guys. Give me a little sec. Give me a little room. I got a little He's bit of a... I, my issue right here is I got a ceiling. Yeah. I got a ceiling problems. It's rough. If you're having ceiling <laughs> problems, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> Sky's the limit, it... but they didn't hear. They didn't know about interiors of uh, Toyo Camrys. It's the challenges in life that'll make us better jugglers, Matt. Michelle, did you see that? Do it again. Where's the fanfare? Where's the pump? Oh, the look at that! Skin? Holy crap! I did. Now I did. I believe now. Now I believe. Huh? This huh? man. Oh my huh? God! It's like huh? gravity. Nice. Oh my look God! No gravity. No look gravity. There we go. Look at that. No gravity. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Like no gravity. <laughs> no gravity. No gravity. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Sandy Bullock. No gravity. No gravity. <laughs> All right, okay, I, I think I've done, I think I've taken my turn. That was great. And the... One down, two more to go, okay. two more to go. You, you guys want to hear a juggling story? Yeah. <laughs> yes. When I was when I was a, a clerk at a Price Chopper, which is a grocery store, I didn't always like working with the public, especially around midday, people would come in to do their shopping and they didn't like having to interact with other people. So this cranky older gentleman comes through my line and one of the things that he has in his cart are three lemons. So thinking that he's gonna think it's hilarious, I juggle his lemons. Now, as you're about to find out, I'm not the best juggler in the world, so I dropped his lemons <laughs> all three lemons and you'd better believe that that son of a bitch went to the manager on me and <laughs> i got written up with a disciplinary notice that said i juggled a customer's lemons and <laughs> i put 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 yeah, that disciplinary so notice up on my wall 
and then lost it when I moved. But it was a pretty proud oh moment God. for me. They thought that the disciplinary notice was shaming me, but they were just giving me the attention that I craved for my bad behavior. <laughs> how, yeah, how else do you take discipline for juggling lemons? I think, I think that's how vaudeville was started. That Absolutely. exact scenario. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. So All it's right, been a right. while yeah. since I juggled, but today I'm going to be juggling uh, two, two uh, uh, airport novels by Thomas Harris. Uh, <laughs> the Silence of the Lambs and the prequel Red Dragon, because they are the two Ryan. smallest nice. objects in my living room. All right. Get it, Ryan. Get it. Do it. Here we go. Ryan. Oh, my yeah. God. Smoky books. He's doing it. Oh my god, he just went bananas. He almost tipped over on his chair. Oh my god. And then a burglar just broke in. Oh my god, he's trying to wrestle the gun out of his arms. Oh, it's touch and go there for a moment. Can you say it's touch and go there as it's happening in the past tense? It is currently touch and go. It is touch and go. And ah, he's now juggling the novels again. Ah, da, 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 I think I should for everyone. I want to make it side note. That was actually very impressive with the two books. But I do want to. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna interject. I was gonna interject about the Fraser, but I'm not. All right. Interject. So I'm gonna stand, what? Please interject. Uh, well, I because I really wanted to tell you guys. This tree, I completely took everything down. I was gonna get rid of it tonight, but it fell on top of me twice before the oh. podcast. So I decided to leave it up. But I named it Fraser because it's a Fraser fur. But for the Fraser fans out there, there's a special way you have to say his name. It's not Fraser. It's like Gil, the food critic on the radio station. Fraser. Oh, yeah. You got to say it like that. Oh, so that's how okay. I Roll that out. Also, that tree works because remember that time that Kelsey Grammer fell off the stage and he said, Oh, good oh. Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god wait they must have made that joke down goes fraser at that point right I that's such an obvious joke I'm, i don't remember it happening but yeah it's, i feel silly now that i even thought of course somebody said down goes fraser when you fell well the next time somebody asks you if you had a time machine what would you do with it you got one in the in the chamber yeah. as soon as kelsey Grammer falls i want to be the first guy to say hey down goes fraser and then somebody next to you would be like ha <laughs> That's a little, little chuckle. And then we we'd both enjoy some biscotti. Yep. Oh, over a cafe nebosa. All right, guys. I'm not as well prepared as you with the little things that I could juggle. I'm surely not going <laughs> to juggle the mugs with the. I'm not juggling mugs. That's a recipe for disaster. But I'm going to have to stand up because the only thing I have close to me are sneakers. So I'm going to juggle three sneakers. Oh, good. I've juggled three things before. So I'm going to try to juggle three. I'm going to go for the gold on this. All right. We're going to about to see the dismount here. We got three, three gray sneaker shoes. 
Here she goes. She's about to throw throw them in the air. She's got excellent oh, form. Oh, damn it, the fungalos. Look at the ceiling of the fungalow. That fungalow, yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to juggle like a needle. This is like uh, when, um, when uh, Luke Skywalker had to thread the needle back in something, something, it was only something, something, and that wasn't too tough. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Use the All force, right. Luke. Uh, I'm just going to stand up over here. All right. I'm just going to hey, go for it. We all had ceilings to deal with. Come on. Yeah. Okay. That was a, that was a you, practice. That was you a think practice. you invented ceilings? That went really bad. It was a practice. All right. All right, here she goes. Oh, here she goes, full fungal action. All right, a nice Viking spread. We like that. Okay. And they all immediately fell all over her. But can I say she like the dismount? She landed like she she did this pirouette like ballet move, a very Claire de Lude esque uh, body move. Oh, the graceful, yeah. Okay. She's making stand up snow angels. Really, yeah. we, we, hey, you get one of these. Thanks, guys. If you fail, just fail with finesse. This is the lesson for the evening. That's what we're um, all about failing with finesse, failness, baby, and failing with support. You know, oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt so much. You know, it will after when the cameras are off and I'm crying behind the camera at my failure, but you won't see my tears. No, oh, hey, guys, what's up? You ready? Let's do it. Y'all ready for this? Five action. Ooh! Uno, dos, tres, catorce. <laughs> All right, Matt. Was that a what was that laugh? Oh, about because I did the 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 bono bono thing. No, you only went up to four. Oh, I was trying to. What was I? I was trying to oh, do the. Oh, you were uh, specifically doing the U two thing. I got you now. You were did, 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 specifically I don't know. doing Bono. You guys, I have to warn you. There's something weird going on with my phone, and I keep plugging it in, and then it says it's plugged in, and then I get a notification that I have limited battery left. So there's, I could fall out uh, at any minute, but I think it has. I think I have enough time to do the final segment. But I just want to give that little thing there, so just to add a little bit of suspense. Thanks. See, will Matthew make it to the end of the podcast? Oh, I hope will so. Make it the end. I think he's gonna I have a good feeling about it this time. I got a good feeling. Tonight's gonna be a good night. Yeah. Tonight's gonna be a good night. All right. Well, here we go. We're gonna make this quick then. Or all right, let's give you another option then. We'll do this, or you can choose what's behind door number two. For little something. bit of this, little bit of that. What is this? Uh, 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 Spike Jones or who's that guy? Uh, what is the Fat Boy Slim video directed by the Spike guy starring Christopher Walken? Yeah. Oh, God, I hope I drop off soon. To be all right, all you. right. Here we go. What? What's a Pico <laughs> doing in there? God damn it! God damn it! What's a Pico doing in my top five? <laughs> Isn't it always the way? Top five podcast mistakes. Top five coming of yeah right right. Top five coming of age albums, and we oh. can do it. We don't have Didn't to go by. Do... Yeah. yeah, that was kind of like what we did last week. That's kind of. Yeah. All right, fine. But All brief right, we, summaries. Yeah, we, we can do it. We yeah, can do brief, it. Yeah, concise. brief summaries. This is our practice to be concise and interesting and on fire. 
Yeah. Uh, met- <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Yeah. No real flames. Okay. Brief. Yeah. No. No. No touches. Like brief. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Bing. Bang. Okay. Does somebody have a have a top five uh, zipped in their head? You know, I've got one to contribute to the collective top five. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Could I like better when we do it that way? We go like one from one rather than putting the pressure on you do five, I'll do five. Yeah. Build it. We build it collaboratively because we're. Daddy a, likes. A Daddy likes. We'll do it collaboratively. Do you guys mind if I offer up the first one just because Please. I have something? Please okay. offer up the first one. Please. Madonna, like a virgin for me. That was Perfect. it. When I was in elementary school, I there was pretty well. sure that Madonna had a rat tail. And so I also <laughs> grew a rat tail. Um, well, I grew the long hair and then I made the hairdresser cut around the hair and left a rat tail because I thought nice. that was cool. Amy Mann also did it, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, like a virgin, all the songs, all the songs. You can relate to them if you're like a little eight, nine year old girl. So well, not like a virgin. You can't relate to that. Here we go again. It. I am you. I literally just brought us back to the beginning statement. Did you hear what I just said? Mm-hmm. I said <laughs> oh, we all heard laughing? it. At this point, it's well. This at this point, it's more sad. It was oh, fodder. So we're having sad. a good time, and now Ryan and I we're texting one another. Like, do you think is this real? Should we be concerned? Is this intervention yeah. time? Intervention so the podcast. I have to make a retraction real quick too because last week's conversation about the albums. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Ryan albums for Ryan Adams and the Cardinals four and five. It was Ryan Adams and the Cardinals three and four. Damn Roman numerals. <laughs> I for sure yeah. thought you were about to say it wasn't Ryan Adams. I meant Brian Adams. Oh, <laughs> wake up the you neighbors. Know, right. Cuts like a knife. It would cut like a knife if that's what would really happen, wouldn't it? That song from Robin Hood, the like, everything I Okay. Do. That's the yeah. first song in my yeah. life that I thought, why are they playing it so often? <laughs> are you the, kidding me? It was the first time in my life that I was aware of, like, I hear this song more than twice per hour if the radio or TV is on. Why am I hearing it so... I mean, it's, it's fine, but it's... <laughs> So I love that song. I was like probably 12 or 13 when it came out. And at the time, all my friends had boyfriends and their boyfriends were like, oh, this song's for you. And they were like, oh, I think about my boyfriend every time you hear that. And I was so goofy and like out of place that I just had to sit there and listen to them. And I remember them with their boyfriends watching the movie, making out with their boyfriends. And I'm over on the end of the couch, like just watching the movie, eating all the snacks. Like I was that girl at 13. That's what the memory of that song conjures up, Ryan. I don't know why. I just got tangential. Who do you think would win in a fist fight between Brian Adams and John Cougar Mellencamp? I don't know why I put John. those guys. I put those guys like on the same. I like think they level. are, yeah. Yeah. I think they belong. I, I, far and away, uh, prefer. I think Brian Adams could stomp the bejesus because he's he's a little i think john cougar like people would be like oh he's you know small town boy maybe he's a little scrappy but i think secretly brian adams has big muscle i think he has a lot mm-hmm. of upper body strength if you look check at his out. if you if you check out yeah when he's in the summer i mean he had to hold that 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 six string guitar and that's a lot of strings that's yeah. got to be heavy but but john cougar mellencamp's been sucking on chili dogs all day uh <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 I couldn't remember where he sucked on chili dogs. Thank you, Michelle. You know what, Ryan? The narcissist deep down inside of me was like, I hope Ryan forgets because I want to say it. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. All right, fellas, fellas, fellas. Give me some of your coming, your coming of age albums. I'm just gonna spit it out rather than think about in in order. Yes, spit yeah. it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta mention a little Antichrist superstar. Beautiful. One of yeah, the, yeah. I remember that I was 13 when I bought that on cassette from a record store where the clerk, uh, in the midst of the parental advisory explicit content stickers, when guys who worked at record stores were not sure who they could and could not sell. Uh, material to and I remember this fellow looked at me and he said you know I don't think I'm supposed to sell you this but I know you kids gotta have it <laughs> 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 I was like I think there might be some drugs and or pornography in this cassette tape but I, I took it home that Antichrist Superstar and I listened to it with the, the door closed and all the lights off so that my parents wouldn't know what I was doing and uh, it's I think the only time that I can ever remember being uh Full on frightened by sound alone. Yes. I was like, this is, uh, it sounds like I'm doing something bad by listening to this. I think I'm making Jesus cry. I think I am ensuring a, a lifetime of uh, uh, Satanism and sex and drugs and nunchucks and such. And uh, I was right. So there you go. Nice. That's so funny. That's a, such a funny thing, like like being scared just by the sound. I remember the first time that I, the, ol, the only time a, a song, I actually masturbated to a song. The vinyls? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Mr. Frizzle Fry. That shit is. <laughs> yeah. Snap, Papple, Croc. Oh my God, I didn't have a follow up reference. Sorry, I should have left it there. But no, actually, the song was the. Um, to be honest, it, this is kind of venturing down Michelle territory, but it was uh, Britney Spears' "Slave for You." The, uh, the wait a the, minute. The single, the singles, all the all the different weird versions. Um, but you guys, for my number five, much to my chagrin, but I have to be honest because I've given this band a lot of beef later in my life, but uh, I have to go with Sublime Gasoline Alley. That's a good such one. A, such a quintessential childhood uh, type of thing. But for, honestly, I don't think that was a, that was just so ubiquitous with like the people I hung out with in my mm-hmm. small town, but I don't think it was exactly my thing, but you have to, I would be remiss as Michelle would say without mentioning it. So that's my number five. Sublime is one of those groups that I think is a great band, only to be ruined by how shitty the majority of their fans are. Hashtag hello. If you got, if you <laughs> see a guy on the on the beach or at the at the mall and he's wearing a Sublime T-shirt, that guy's probably a piece of shit. Despite Sublime oh, being a pretty great band, I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> there's just, nothing. Yeah, you can never. Yeah, there's nothing to criticize about actual Sublime music. No, it's like objectively great, but it, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's just like, it's almost like sort of like in the in the late '90s when I feel like uh, South Park fans, like in like Cartman fans, like totally ruined South Park for me. Oh yeah. When it was like at that time, that was still in the in the heyday for me of South Park. But I was just like, I can't for the life of me say I enjoy South Park because of all these fucking. Uh, Hey, something mom, something about her and her pussy or whatever. I don't know. Whatever South Park was up to. Yep. Aslan episode. I don't know. Michelle, number four, what you got? Concrete Blonde. 
it's concrete blonde it's the one with joey i'm trying to bloodletting concrete blonde bloodletting uh i i listened to that when i was in middle school yeah i was probably like 14 or so when i started listening to that and i liked it because it was just kind of my first like rock album getting into kind of well i listened to like rock albums like classic rock albums and all that stuff but it's like an alternative rock album kind of one of my first that i ever listened to and it kind of got me into the, that genre. It's a little darker than what I was used to listening to. I was a Paula Abdul girl. I was a Janet Jackson girl. I still am a Janet Jackson girl. I'm never stopping. But uh, I do like my Concrete Blonde because it really good songs, dark songs. Like Joey is one of my favorite songs. Um, it's always been one of my favorite songs. And then I just became a fan from there. And I just, they had another album come out too called Mexican Moon before then. I just, I just like their sound. It's just kind of comforting to me. Oh no. How you doing, Matt? He's blinking on and off. Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he on is. life support. All right. What do we do? Do we stop? Do we go? Do we stop? Do we go? Red light, green light. I think we wait and, and make sure he's dead all the way. Oh, uh, speaking of dead back. all the way, where was he's Chopper wounded. Ryan tonight? Where was Chopper Ryan tonight? Talk about dead all the way. Probably. Yeah, he's probably, uh, I don't know that he's dead. But I do think it's possible that he has some kind of radiation poisoning from the toxic sludge he was being forced to ingest out in the wild. See, that's the problem with the natural world being uh, turned into toxic sludge, as we were discussing last week, a la Ferngully, is that you end up with toxic mutant uh, animals. And then, of course, the people who are forced to eat those toxic mutant animals they start growing. Uh, if you're lucky, you get an extra eye because an extra eye could be useful. If you're unlucky, you get like a, a third testicle or an ear uh, on your ass crack. <laughs> the most random thing. Weird. Happened to a guy I know. No, sir. Yep. Chopper hmm. Ryan. What was his name? <laughs> All right. Ryan, what's your number four, my friend? I'm going to say for number four, I'm going to pick uh, the the album Locust Abortion Technician by the Butthole Surfers. Oh, is smart a, uh, choice. Smart is choice. An album that really taught me, like, uh, you don't have to have any kind of boundaries at all. Uh, you know, you can just the Butthole Surfers do not stick to a genre. They don't stick to a sound. They don't stick to subject matter. Just when you think that the one thing that you know about them is that their music is going to be psychedelic and sound like a car crash of, of melted crayons. Then they come up with like a straight up like country ballad or something like that. And you're just like, I don't yep. know what this band is up to. And, uh, and that's the album that I, uh, it starts with like this monologue where he says, uh, the funny thing about regret is it's better to regret something you have done than to regret something you haven't done. And also when you see your mom this weekend, make sure and tell her, Satan, Satan, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Butthole surfers. Number. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got to see it. Yeah. Ryan and I, we have very, very par parallel uh, coming of age. Cause I definitely, I wouldn't put that album right in my coming of age, but that's right on the periphery for me, for sure. I got to go number four. I got to go Antichrist Superstar. There was like that. And that was sort of like, that was like the next. Cause my, my initial like coming into music albums were at the front of this list, but then like the next real just deviation from that was really specific right into Marilyn Manson. And for that, like that 
Marilyn Manson and Antichrist Superstar, like that album and that genre took over my entire life. Like I started dressing like that. I started that the posters, it was like the whole, the whole vibe was like that. And I, I was totally pot committed. Black fingernails, <laughs> black fingers, just the whole, just like at manic panic out the wazoo. <laughs> trying to like trying to like dye the little wisps of hair that i couldn't quite grow but yeah i gotta go antichrist superstar for sure number four number three michelle i'll take that Chris. number three number three <laughs> is gonna be janet jackson control i don't think All i've right. kept that a secret yet it's the first album that i bought with my own cash when i was a kid and i as a kid for some reason like all the songs were awesome like nasty boys i was thinking about all the jerks on the playground that like used to push me around i'm like nasty boys Fuck you, man, on those jungle gyms. You know, you can you make it your own when you're a kid. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And I I used to listen to it on the train with my aunt when we'd hang out in the summertime just to get me through the trips. And I'd start singing out loud. And she'd be like, stop. Don't sing that out loud. Like, if I'd sing Nasty Boys out loud on the train, she'd get upset. Tell Rico, Nasty Boys, number three. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Number two. Right dog. right dog, number two, I think, right? I'm going to have to go with uh, a Brown album by Primus. Oh, smart. Because I can still remember very clearly the afternoon that I, I purchased that from the record store and put it in my disc man walking home. And at the time, I was uh, on the fence between, you know, really uh, catchy, melodic music with, you know, some backup vocals, some oldies, and just all out noise just no you know uh aggressive detuned uh noise and i i knew about primus but i this album i uh, the brown album is the perfect combination of of uh weird avant-garde bass like lead bass stuff and just catchy every song on that album is super catchy and uh, for a band that you wouldn't necessarily associate with melody or hooks, Brown Album is so full of them and has, I would say, a full half of that album is certified hits. So, uh, yeah. Brown Album. <laughs> They're great. Yeah, and the parallel continue Again, the, the Brown Album for me is, I Primus was my very favorite band probably from 2001 to 2003. And I would put that... It's sort of after my coming of age years, I would say, but they were definitely, yeah, they shared my favorite band uh, and it was uh, all I would listen to much to the chagrin of my girlfriend was just, just primus, primus sail, sail on the seas of cheese. But yeah, I would say the Brown, that would be probably the most comfortable album to go back to. We were just like, yeah, these are stone cold classics, each and every, each and every song. Um, yep. Classic. Oh, and one, and I did meet Les Claypool once. And when I shook his hand, I was, I was shocked and like taken aback with how tiny those little baby hands are. Oh my God, Les Claypool, God bless him. All right, so what? What I've I forgot what number I'm on. Let's just say two. Um, for number two, for me, I gotta go. I gotta go. Pretty cliche, but I gotta go. Nevermind. It was one of the first. Is one of the two first albums that I ever bought in my life with my own uh, with my own money, not like the Beatles hand-me-downs the moody blues hand-me-down albums that i had um Hmm. except you know what maybe honorable mention in there i do have to do uh uh, fresh prince dj uh jazzy jeff and the fresh prince Mm -hmm. that was i don't know if i did a three but we're gonna because that was that tape was on repeat that was one of my first like foyers into like this is my music dad 
enough with your uh, uh, Gregorian chants. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, but number two, never mind, you guys. I honestly don't want the pressure of coming up with the number one because it's like, what if I? It's like that's number one. Like, well, I, I already said that I'm I'm completely thrown the numerical system. Out yeah. Of it. If if I was to really say what are my top coming of age, I definitely would put Antichrist Superstar closer, just because I think of it right. as like when I think of my relationship with music. But I'm gonna put number one uh, an album that I don't know if it's it's my biggest coming of age, but it's certainly an album that affected me a lot and an album whose record release party I was lucky enough to have tickets to and attend. And that is uh, uh, MF Doom M Food, who uh, a, a rapper who tragically just passed away. Uh, I don't know if he had COVID, but uh, it was a, a food drive uh, event in New York City. And this album is a hip hop album that is very heavy on Fantastic Four samples and has, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with MF Doom, but he's a, a, a crazy lyricist uh, that that has a, a real prolific back catalog. You know, somebody that I was just really impressed, kept making like four or five albums a year, you know, f for most of the early 2000s. And uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, personally, I am uh, unfamiliar. I am unfamiliar, but I saw you posting about him on Facebook earlier this week. Wore a metal mask. He was in a rap group called KMD with his brother, who then got hit by a car and killed. And so uh, in mourning, he started wearing a mask to open mics and then adopted the persona of the Marvel supervillain Doctor Doom. And so he started rapping with a, a metal uh looks like uh the that mask from russell crowe gladiator movie yeah yeah yeah. you know and uh pretty cool pretty pretty crazy shit over the years so was, that's my Sounds number one fucking rad dude yeah <laughs> rest Wicked in peace rad. Fucking rad, rad. Dude. i might take a uh, listen you have it on your you have it on facebook i might take a listen ryan because i'm curious you know oh Oh no! I think and we're gonna see him again to you, to hear his number one. I hope so. Do I give a number one? Let's hear your number one. I'll have to listen to the the podcast in order to to hear. Oh, I can wait. I have no qualms with waiting. Too. He, like, he said he was at two percent. We might have lost Matt Woodland for all we know. Oh, to the two percent. Lost him to the two percent of the cell phone. He must have been at one at some point before we lost him if he's not coming back. And I don't. Oh, what would we do now? We're like, we're like two stayouts, two stayouts without the third stayout. It's like, well, he meant? was in his car. So I bet he's still out. He's just not up. You know, he's not, he's not connected. So we're going to we're going to pour some out for our, our dead homie, uh, by which we mean Matt Woodland's Matt uh, battery His Matt battery His battery. Yeah. It's gonna happen. <laughs> you just plug them into the into the back. Click. I oh oh here 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 he comes. He's oh yeah. We I just... see sign of life. We thought he was the dead. boy is back. All right. I like we... your uh. I like your gumption, Matt. Pick it up and move forward. <laughs> I just I unplugged all the the bells and whistles, and now I'm just back to. Just little old me and my little old telephone. There's yeah. something about all the wiring 
it starts when I when I put it on. I, this will be interesting for everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, but this is the topic. <laughs> okay. All the gizmos. It says that it's charging, and then it, and then I put everything on, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, it tells me you have one percent battery left. So I don't know what the story is. I have all the things plugged in, but yes. anyway. I think I think if I start with the charge phone, this is not for the podcast. I'm doing the after party now, but they want a glimpse inside the makings, of the behind the scenes, the BTS, if you will. But, uh, this isn't really behind the scenes yet. We're still rolling, Matt. Who knows? <laughs> he knows. All right. What's wrong with me? This is what they want, though. This is a very. It's a very. It's actually a specific uh, genre of porn. Is just the behind the scenes of the actual porn. Yeah, that's. I don't like it. I don't like that. It's kind of like burnt ends. <laughs> you don't like I don't want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, and Harold, did you guys say your number one favorites? No, not yet. We're no, hanging we were on for you. Pontificating. We were. Did I? I think I did. Yeah. Oh, you did get your number one. What was your number one, Michelle? Did you do yours? I didn't, but she's been thinking about it, and it is. Finish our precious time. Because oh, I grew up my very first musician before Janet Jackson. My dad raised me on Pat Benatar. And in fact, as a single father, he and his girlfriend used to dress me up like Pat Benatar when I was a kid because I had long hair. I had really, really long hair when I was like probably three or four. Hell is for children. Pat- <laughs> oh, hell is for children. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you know, their lives can become such a mess. <laughs> and I want to keep going, but I'm not going to because then that's just tangentialism. Love to pay it's, for Okay. It. <laughs> And you shouldn't have to pay for your love with your bones and your flesh. Hell is for children. All right, done. Uh, so I my I cut off my pigtails because I wanted short hair like uh, Pat Benatar. So my mom would put me in these big stupid pigtails, told her I hated them. I, I was a super tomboy as a kid anyways. And I just took scissors and went, and I had my Pat Benatar hair. So I love the out, but music wise, I love the songs and Precious Time is the lead song on it. I love all Pat Benatar, but that was like my first Pat Benatar song, album that I listened to. And she just, it just got me into all Pat Benatar. Fucking awesome. Tough chick, like great voice. I saw her live with Neil Gerardo like two years ago over at the Calvin. Really embarrassing moment, guys. Before she started, I stood up and I screamed, I love you, Pat. And she oh, said boy. nothing back to me. She said nothing back to me. I was like, I love Pat Benatar. Does Pat Benatar love me? No. So that's it. Tangential about Pat Benatar, but I love her. She's my girl. In fairness, that's the same thing you shouted to me the first time I met you at Packers. It's true. I did with the same sort of fan. That's just how you greet. Yeah, that's your greeting. That's your opening line. You know, we're just talking about being a little, you know, sincere and things like that. And I think that's like, that's akin to my personality. So, yeah. Yeah. Would you, is it true that she has a real tough cookie? With a long history. Ah. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. That was my very first karaoke song I ever did. I did it out on a sidewalk in front of a bar in Bourne, Massachusetts with my dad and my stepmother watching. And my dad, after he, after he heard it, he was just like, holy shit. Watch me go, daddy-o. Watch me go. I'm mad. That's a Stone Cold classic karaoke karaoke number you can't you can't you'd be hard-pressed to go wrong making that selection all right guys my number one's anticlimactic because i think it was also it was just mentioned last um but it is it is it has to be siamese dream smashing pumpkins i think i mentioned it last week i don't know if i did but maybe i just referenced it but 
that was just one one of the I bought the first two albums I bought was Nevermind and Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And I was really into Nevermind for a while. And then I got I don't know. And then I went through this phase of being embarrassed because I found out that um, Kurt Cobain died years after he actually died. Like, I think I bought the album in 96. And then I kept like telling my friends, like, did you know that Kurt Cobain died? And meanwhile, it was like two years old news because in 94, I was still listening to the Moody Blues tape that my father handed me down. So I just, I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of social faux pas around uh, Nirvana. So then I said, you know what, Nirvana, you've, uh, uh, (laughs) you've worn out your welcome. I'll talk to me when the the drummer comes up with something. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Now, James, I don't know about you. Do you guys, who needs to, what's the P scale? I need to pee so bad. Where are you guys at with that? I don't have to pee so bad, but there is a, there, it's not urgent, but I have to pee. But I mean, you, you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. I am, sure. I'm clutching my groin. That's how bad I have to pee. All right. I'm sorry. Overshare. Cut that part out. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gotta do it. All right, folks, <laughs> this has been the Dirty Stayouts. I understand that gentlemen's uh, urinary tracts are a little more sensitive than women's when it comes to urination. So as we make Matt wait, we could be destroying his entinal, entire internal piss system. So let's save him that agony, <laughs> shall we? I want to hear a doctor use that expression. So what we got here, your internal piss system is all... <laughs> We got a corrosion of the piss system. Your piss oh, pipe no! is all your piss pipe is all fucked up. Dirty Mike. Too many grape soda. <laughs> <laughs> it's got soot all over it. <laughs> you gotta respect the piss system. <laughs> True words. True words, yeah. Oh all right, God. everybody. We all have right. been the dirty stay out. And it has been an absolute pleasure to spend this evening with you. Uh, fellas, can we take them out with some night sounds? Night sounds? Yeah, like it's like music. By Bob Isn't that Seger? a cool way of saying music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, like, what does that actually mean? What does it actually mean? Did I just say something? You mean that song, Nice Boobs? That was the big, <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> I've, if I ever run into Weird Al Yankovic, I'll be like, come on, money on the table, Al. It's- <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. an homage to Brian uh, oh. and his uh, train story. Oh, my. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, man. If I could play taps, I would, but I can only do this. We need like a singing bowl. What is it? What do you mean? You know, it's a, yeah, it's like a bowl, and then you uh, you brush like the edge of it, and it goes like. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I didn't know that's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> We're rocking. How about some fucking scorpions? Rammstein. <laughs> no, rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> Here I am. Rock <laughs> you like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs>
the latest a train. Wait, let me play a little drops of Jupiter. <laughs> All right, guys. All, All right. right. Until next time, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Can we just take Casey Kasem's ending? Stay, yeah. not, good night and good luck. <laughs> Stay dirty, you mugs. That's what I mean. Filthy. Bye, everybody.